like chess. Everyone got one. What's your opinion? This is the rap room. Tongues won't be bitten. Ain't no rules. Just spill it. And anybody can get it. No limit. We get to kill it. You tuning in to the thrillers. And no, ain't no stopping. No. Any topic. Even the random. Random. I hope that you ready. We entering in the zone soon. We on a grown shit. Welcome to the rap room. What's up, y'all? <laughs> I'm going to get more today. This is going to be a funny one. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest, and you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room. Will we keep it street? We keep it opinionated? We keep it what? We're going to do a thousand. Look, what, look. What? 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 See I, really, I really appreciate it. <laughs> I really appreciate it. If you wouldn't bring cronuts <laughs> to the table. We're supposed to be eating healthy here, um. people. <laughs> he got Twizzlers. <laughs> I got red vines. He was doing good, people. Different. He was bringing fruits <laughs> and nice things, and then he got his big old Vons Pavilion cronut donuts. Okay, look, donuts. okay, look. So I got my girl in the room. Okay, let me just set this up really He's just quick. Just undermining me forever. <laughs> I got my home girl in the room, mm. Elisa Banks, my producing partner. We 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 in the writers' room on this new show right now, <laughs> and every time we were working, you know me, I got all kind of junk food. She's like, "How am I supposed to?" You see, you feel my Every time. you feel my pain. <laughs> she feels my pain. So y'all can barely hear the bitch in the background. However, she feels my pain. Sometimes, you know, a brother got a chocolate thing. You know, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't do drugs, and so my thing is junk food. So let's get it in now. Mm-hmm. So I just had to say that right. My thing is everything else. What do you say? <sighs> Your thing is everything <laughs> else except chocolate. Good lord. <laughs> so y'all say we're gonna be really silly today. So, <laughs> for those of y'all who don't know, this is the Screenwriters Rant Room. On this show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture. But our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, shit like that. Exactly. Now, y'all hear her voice. Mm-hmm. That's Lisa Bolacaja. Who that there? Who that, who that, who that, who that, who that, who that, who That's Lisa Bolacaja. We call her the street nerd. The professional agitator. That's great. Why we call you that? Because, well, you know, because, you know, I'm street when I need to be. And what up? And when I need to be academic on your ass, I will bring it to you. If you need some some book stuff, if that's what you need to make you feel comfortable, I can give it to you. But what you going to do with it? She put out the head like Jesus and shit. You know why I'm in a good mood? All right. People, listen to me. I know okay. we're talking about film, but I need to talk about hashtag Black Messiah. Uh-oh, what's it's that? been 15 years, mm-hmm. family, since D'Angelo came out with an album. <laughs> I called myself, downloaded last night, uh-huh. tried to play it last night, have my NyQuil, because you know I got a little cold. <laughs> she pretended and, like And uh, my computer decided not to play it for me. Oh, really? So I... Uh, I have not heard the new album yet, oh, no. and I'm disappointed, but I'm so glad. Whoever, look, I'm, I want to pray and thank whoever <laughs> whoever provided the Chiba, the Yoni, and the fish and grits that got D'Angelo <laughs> in the studio. I've been waiting damn near 15 years, y'all. This nigga only got two albums out. Okay. You know what? How you gonna have two albums? You know albums? what I'm saying? And He's I, like, and I went triple platinum. Since, I'm good. You I'm know good. what? It's a shame. All I got out of you is brown sugar and voodoo. Now I got black... People been putting out albums and records, True. and you just, you know what? But you know what? God bless whoever it was that uh-huh. Questlove, it was you, and whatever you needed to Quest do. Questlove Cousins, somebody <laughs> look. Whoever it was that got Brother Man in the studio, God bless you, and mm-hmm. I will hear that album. I just want to know is his body still tight? Is he, is he still You know butt what? Naked? Let me tell you about D'Angelo. Because <laughs> he ain't naked, it doesn't he, no good. He is a Southern boy. We uh-huh. like him thick. 
thicker and thickest down south. When he came out with, I know we're supposed to be talking about film, y'all. Get it in, girl. But it's Get the it holidays. In. I ain't seen my boy Healy in a minute now. Yeah. But when, like, you know, when you saw the untitled, when that song, How Does It Feel, when that song came out, you know what? I knew, I knew it was over for him because when you. You got to do the beat for me. You know what? Yeah. He's like, I don't even know the song. You know what? Because when that album came out and that song came out and he uh-huh. came out doing the video half naked, I knew it was over because that's not who D'Angelo is. Uh-huh. D'Angelo is like old school radio. You make mm-hmm. it up in your head. Mm-hmm. D'Angelo's music, like literally, when that when I first heard Untitled, because mm-hmm. you know I like to listen to my music in my car with the Wolford and the, you know, you, that's how you hear real music. We ain't got boom boxes no more, so I got to listen to it in my car. Uh-huh. I would drive to work and got listen to 10, that song. Don't you? I put Untitled on. <laughs> I show up at work and why am I butt naked? How'd I get naked? <laughs> Where my clothes go. <laughs> so I have been waiting for 15 years to relive that experience. So whoever got him in there, God bless you. But let's let's continue. Let's continue. Because we need to talk about something. A book. Who I am. So I'm so mad right now. Why you mad? Because you've been holding out on it. Because usually uh. I'm hip to shit. <laughs> usually I know what's well, look, going on. I didn't know about it either. I was trip. So for the, for the let me just set this up right quick. Okay, boom. So y'all met Lisa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fuck it. Let's just get it. Okay, in go now. please. Boom. I got to be official. Right now. We got my man here, mm-hmm. my cousin. You've been hiding My home out. team. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I call everybody my home team. My home team. And just so we know, my girl Zoe in the background. I see you. I see you. That's your fiance? Your, your girlfriend? Yeah. Yeah, that's his fiance. So we got my man Digger Mesh, y'all. Hey. Writer, director, producer, actor, transmedia artist. He's worked with a lot of he's worked with a lot of beasts. Let me tell you. Anybody who works with Clyde Barker, mm-hmm. Rob oh, Zombie, my peoples. My yeah. pe- Alice, come on, Alice fucking Cooper. <laughs> Neil Adams. I just saw Neil Adams a couple months ago and had uh-huh. him sign one of my my Wonder Woman posters and some other stuff. I was like, well, God bless you. But you know when you got names on your resume like that, mm-hmm. you the shit. And I'm upset that you ain't never shared this person with huh? me with your selfish ass over well, there. Honestly, we just <laughs> met recently. Yeah. <clears throat> Some of you guys know I have, you know, vacation rentals and stuff. My partner Scott and I. See, he and, rolling like that. And my mm-hmm. girl, uh, Kimberly Browning, mm-hmm. um, she had rented out the space to some producer friends of hers because mm-hmm. they're working on a project. And they were having a production meeting at the house. And I came by to say hi. And my man was there. Mm-hmm. I said, like, hi, man. Or were you in the back? I met I you remember. in the back. That's right. He was in the back. I, I have a place you know, in the there, back. There are no coincidences. Similar story. Okay. That's yeah. my story. I'm sticking to it. I like it. All right. It sounds, it sounds good to me. <laughs> it sounds more professional. Never let the truth get in the way of a good story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, we were on the set. We were chilling. You know, I was in the trailer kicking back, and my mm-hmm. man came in. He was like, who are you? You're important. You know, like that. <laughs> are you somebody? I'm good with that. Okay, are you somebody? I'm good with that. <laughs> <laughs> he went all the Leo on me and shit. Mm-hmm. So, look. We got my man, Digger, here, guys. Um, this is going to be a kick-ass show. First of all, he's got a new book out. Y'all motherfuckers right now, okay? Need to go get it. Can they go get it everywhere? Is uh, it everywhere? We sold out. The second printing just hit the shelves uh, about a month ago. So, yeah, it should be out. In so, all is the that the comic book stores? Barnes Noble, right? bookstores, comic shops. Cool, cool. You can definitely get it online. You know, if you go to Amazon. Okay, cool. Who I despise, but, you know... <laughs> Because they only give you no, 10 cents, ain't that a bit? We've had some shit go down with Amazon the past couple of months. LA folks, we'll go to, com- com- go to Comic Inks, again, people. Culver City, go to Comic right. Inks. Yeah, go to Comic <laughs> Shops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go to your latest <laughs> comic spot. Mm-hmm. You know, y'all know where they are. Take it out. It's called The Other Dead. Um, we're going to get into this a little bit later, but I just want y'all to go right now. You guys got a Twitter and all that shit on there? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, what it all? Motherfucker, why are you sending a big one? <laughs> got it all. <laughs> you know what it Just, is? Yeah, go- I don't know what it is. Ain't that a bitch? <laughs> Zoe, you know Google what it is? Google the other dead. <laughs> Just Google the other dead. It's all up here. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what's up, y'all. We're going to be crazy today. 
So let's um. It's, some but time. it is the other dead. The T- other dead. I refer to it as other dead, but it's the other dead. The other dead. Okay. You know, the other dead on Facebook. All right. Very good. But we'll get into what the book is all about. You know, if y'all like The Walking Dead, y'all motherfuckers gonna love this one. So um, let's talk to you for a minute. Where you from? Who you be? All that stuff. Like I'm that. a New Yorker. Uh, Hence, driving by. here in a cab today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I'm like, what do you mean you hey, in a man, cab? We've been traveling. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, when we come back from the next round of traveling, we'll get a car in February, Got probably, it. when uh-huh. we're settled in. Yeah, we were in England for a couple of months. Uh-huh. Back in New they York. They just chilling yeah. over in England. Yeah. yeah. I feel you. <laughs> a lot of working. <laughs> right. A little bit of chilling. Right. Actually, a lot of wine drinking. Ah, I guess. Mm. Too much. Mm. There so can never be too much Lisa's wine. Lisa's in here sipping on Patron. You can never. It's in my trunk of my car, y'all. It's always. I'm always ready. <laughs> but you know, he I'm might want to sip. I'm ready. <laughs> Shot glass in the purse. <laughs> so you from New York? So yeah, I'm from New York. I was raised there. Uh, you know, hippie parents. Okay. Uh, traveled around a bit. My mom's a writer and a musician. Okay. Uh, Pop was an artist, although he was a blue-collar guy. He didn't pursue it. Mm-hmm. So uh, traveled around a bit, went to School of Visual Arts in New York for college. That was a great place to go to school. I, tra- I studied under uh, Joe Orlando, Will Eisner. Uh, you're into comics, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Will Eisner. Mm-hmm. Who don't know who Will Eisner is? You need to Google Will Eisner. <laughs> a lot of other guys. Go-go, bitch. Go-go. Sort of, uh, I guess they were in their 60s and 70s for the most part. And Will was older. Will was in his 80s. So I, you know, I really felt, felt blessed to study under him. Mm-hmm. Um, that guy could get around too. He's 82 years old. He flew up from Florida just to teach that class in New York City twice yeah. a week. Oh wow! Wow. Yeah, he was really dedicated. Okay. I used to drive him crazy. <laughs> Fucking wait for class. Used to climb in the window half naked through the elevator shaft. You see what you married? You see? That was the worst student ever. You know? Um, <laughs> no, he's the most. Can you imagine? <laughs> can you just imagine Will Eisner sitting there and he comes sliding through the window? In the middle of a lecture, it's like, you know what, Digger, just do what you got to do. He thought he was Ferris Bueller's cousin, didn't he? <laughs> no, no, I, you know, my, I had terrible, super heavy metal, you know, mm. wax style in mm. the late 80s. You know, I used to walk into school with bicycle pants and nothing else. <laughs> I swear to God. Did not. I swear to God, my hair was out to here, okay. down to here. Okay. 17 different colors. He had bicycle pants. Bicycle pants. <laughs> fucking big ass, you know, yeah, it was just a terrible look. <laughs> Looking like LMFMO or whatever the Hashtag is. winning. Okay. Ball sack hanging yeah. all Don't out. know what you're like. doing. <laughs> Hashtag tiger blood. He so. thought he had it. He thought he was fitted, oh dude. Joe Orlando, Joe Orlando, who was one of the who, who I love very much, he was uh, he was a real good friend to me, you know, mm-hmm. during school and after. Um, he was the head creative director up at DC Comics at the time. Okay. He's also one of the fathers of EC Comics. He worked with Bill Gaines up there mm-hmm. back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's, he's been involved with a lot of stuff. I saw his name in, in every comic since I was a kid. So, you know, when I studied under him, I really went back and started to look at his actual work because I knew him as an administrator for the most part or okay. an art director. Uh, you know, he worked on Daredevil, you know, all the original issues mm-hmm. of Daredevil in the 60s. He was probably the one I drove the most nuts, you know, <laughs> because we had a life drawing class that was like three hours long. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was just uh, ADD, scattered in school, which is the same reason I changed majors so much, which, you know, in the long run, I think has been an advantage to me, that ADD, because, okay. you know, doing a little bit of this, a little bit of that, mm-hmm. I, I think uh, I, I think strengthens my position right now for all the things I'm doing. You know, transmedia is a little bit yeah. of this, a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
you know, Joe used to sit down and look at my work, go, you know, your work's good. It's just not great. <laughs> <laughs> you go, you're all right. You're all right. <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and he'd be like, and, you know, and you need to wear a shirt when you come in here for me. <laughs> it was like, that was like the you speech I got every week. <laughs> you know, I used to literally yeah, climb in through the fire escape an hour late. With, you know, all the, you know, mostly comic nerds. They kind of come out of a mold, mm -hmm. you know. Back then they did anyway. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, that'd be my spot, you know, my, my drawing horse. <laughs> and it would always be empty. And I would sneak in the back, wait until he was writing on the board, and then sit down and act like I was drawing the model. I'd climb That's in the window hilarious. from mm. the outside. And he would walk around the room and go, you don't fucking think I don't know you are right here, <laughs> do you? I go, everybody yeah. got a shirt on goes, but you, okay? Goes, you think I don't see you? <laughs> less clothes than the model. Oh you don't think God. I know when you're not here? <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. So, uh, but yeah, you know, I, I had a lot of great experiences there. And I, you know, so I never majored in film, but I took a lot of film classes. I took a lot of uh, stop motion. Oh, um, I took some animation classes. I took film theory. Mm -hmm. uh, I just, you know, honestly, I, being a film major was expensive. Mm -hmm. it, was a, it was a combination of things. Yeah. Like every time I asked myself, do I want to do this, mm -hmm. I'd look at how much my thesis was going to cost me. And at the time, <laughs> you know, man, I was just hustling to just pay yeah. the rent to yeah. stay in New York City. Even then, it was expensive for us. Now, forget it. I don't know how the art students are doing it in Manhattan now. It's, it's rad. It's right. rad money. So, um, so, yeah, you know, that and the film students were assholes. <laughs> I mean, I swear I could not carry a conversation with these, you know, rich, entitled mm -hmm. motherfuckers for five Say seconds. It. Get it Say out. Say that you know? shit. Yeah. I'd just be like, oh, my God. What, you know, like, and everybody had the Steven Spielberg costume. Uh, and, you know, the beard that they were struggling uh, to grow. Struggle beards. <laughs> struggle and neck beards. And <laughs> I'm an artist. <laughs> I take this seriously. So, so I, I decided it was probably best for me to... to to dabble in everything, you know, and then I started doing 3D design, you know, I graduated with, you know, from the comic art department, mm -hmm. um, which is great because it's, help, it's helped me with my storytelling quite a bit, but uh, I really was doing mostly 3D design, I was doing a lot of big uh, three-dimensional sculpture, mixed media, a lot of special effects techniques, mm -hmm. a lot of, you know, um, uh, foam latex and fiberglass mm -hmm. and, you know, dental acrylic and a lot of other stuff that's probably going to kill me a lot sooner than <laughs> all the badass chemicals and shit. yeah but yeah but, you know but it was a great run i think it was mm -hmm. the first time i really got acknowledged seriously for my work because you know suddenly i had my last year of school which was my fifth um i had you know work at the art directors club and mm -hmm. and, and we had opened up for uh, jean-michel basquiat's first retrospective wow. at the oh. whitney museum of american art okay. you know i was in a small group show and you know here's basquiat you know this paintings are like five million dollars up on the mm -hmm. wall. Um, I felt like I had arrived. You know, I thought Definitely. the fine art world was a great place to be. I love the whole marketing mm -hmm. aspect of fine art. Mm -hmm. But you know, you you got to eat for a while before you swing that yeah. axe. Sure. You know, mm -hmm. so uh, I started doing commercial work, a lot of toy work, and uh, I kept doing film. You know, for free. You know, whenever uh, there was, we yeah, for free. <laughs> you know, whenever there was an independent feature, I'd go do some set design, or I'd build a monster, or I'd do prop mastering, or I'd mm -hmm. you know do whatever I could mm -hmm. to stay around it. Because as you know, the energy on set is addictive. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, yeah. once you're there, it's like Definitely. wow. I, you know, I'm happiest here. This mm -hmm. is the best. Right. So, um, I started to make you know after starving for quite a while, started to, to make quite a bit of money with Neil Adams' son. Uh, my partner at the time, mm -hmm. Jason Adams. You know, Neil was giving me some work doing comic book, you know, cleanup, mm -hmm. cutting out. You know, basically, continuity comics was right. like, you know, 
What does that mean for the people who don't know? Continuity Comics was Neil Adams' comic book company that was really rising up around the time that Image Comics was hot okay, in the it. 90s. Mm -hmm. And Neil uh, had created, you know, his own characters, Megalith, uh, Armor, a lot of cool characters that he mm -hmm. came up with. So, uh, and I owe him, you know, he really made me feel good about myself as well. It's important when you're a young artist to have right. these special people yeah, around yeah. you that have we big names that, that go, you time, can do we? this. And know? they affirm that you mm -hmm. are on your way. You right. have that gift. Right, yeah. until you realize that you don't need their fucking affirmation anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, bitch, what? <laughs> yeah. what? I think what, I'm gonna go to the left. What I think it was all that. You know right. what? Yeah, and you know, and, 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 and honestly, if they respect you, you know, and they care about you, they want you to make that decision. Sure. They want you to go left right. when you're going right. So, right. just not in public. <laughs> you know. So, it's all about timing. Um, so, you know, I, I worked with them for a while, and that really, I think, that was critical for me. That exposed me to the licensing industry. You know, they were working on Bucky O'Hare at the time. You know, this is post Ninja Turtles craze. So, right. anybody. Anybody could stick the turtles on anything and make money at that time. Sure. You know, the, the market wasn't flooded with shit like it is now. Right. Like now we're just mm -hmm. inundated. There's a oh million my God. channels. Like the, to the toys shows. and all the mm -hmm. action figures come before the script is even finished. Sure. Like, yeah, can it sure. be a good movie first? You, you've probably done that. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. I've done that. Mm -hmm. I've done that. And, you know, back when I mean, I remember the, the biggest, uh, you know, when I formed Art Asylum, which was my which was my mm -hmm. toy company. Actually, it was a design company, and then we opened up another. Uh, another company called Art Asylum Toys. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. So, you know, we were always meant to be, Art Asylum was always meant to be, um, you know, like a think tank, like an intellectual property mm -hmm. development house. It wasn't meant to be a, a toy company. Right. But in 2001, we got $4 million in investment, and, okay, and that was after going through like three or four bad investors. Right. Um, okay. You know, almost bankrupt. I can't even tell you how many times. Yeah. You know, like paying my guys on my credit cards. I just didn't want to let them go, yeah. you know. I should have let them go when, when there was no money and then rehired them when there was money. Wow. Cash flow. That's the lesson you yes. don't that's the lesson mm. you don't learn in that's art school. Maturity, they didn't have yeah. a cash flow class in art school. Uh, you know, okay. so um, but you <laughs> we know we study that you hear that? <laughs> so. I'm talking to my girl, Elisa. <laughs> <laughs> We've been talking about this all the time. Okay, we need some ready, some steady income, bitch. Okay. <laughs> How can we make that happen? This prayer shit ain't working. Look. Yeah, yeah. totally. We'll pay everybody and then we're like, exactly. Right. No, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing that you're saying this. Right. Yeah, you know, you pay, pay them what you can. And, you know, do your best not to be in that position. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, as an entrepreneur, you just, that's what you do. You take chances every fucking day. Yeah. And, Sometimes things don't work out, mm -hmm. and then you learn hopefully, and then you don't do that again <laughs> next time. So, um, so, how so, did you how did you eventually start Art Asylum? How did that? You know, work? I I was Jason and I were J Jason was a little bit older than me, Neil's son, mm -hmm. and uh, Jason and I had a lot of common skill sets. Um, we're both into comics. We both like to do a lot of realistic or hyper realistic mm -hmm. work, yes. mm -hmm. and uh, most of the. Uh, the class that we were both involved in was, was a three-dimensional design class, mm. right? And, and this class just became a department. It just grew. We were the, you know, the, the seedlings of this department. And it okay. most of them were graphic designers. So when we get assignments, and, and they were really great assignments, you know, I mean, I'd, I'd love to teach mm. just to see what the kids around me would do because we get mm. some, some brilliant kids in class. Okay. Um, but graphic, graphic designers generally have graphic design solutions, right? They're, you know, flat you know origami or pop-up or you know some graphic flat solution mm -hmm. whereas we were more illustration oriented so we would try and sculpt more mm -hmm. or build more um we had to build a mousetrap once 
<laughs> that was my one? favorite class. Yeah, actually, I got almost got kicked out of school for that, but the teacher took me on the side. <laughs> I did. He was riding on the edge. Okay. Yeah, yeah, just... yeah. I almost got kicked out of school. He took me on the side because there were two, three. I'll, I'll tell you what I did. It was build, hey, build, build a mouse trap. Build a mouse trap that catches a mouse mm-hmm. without hurting him. Huh. Okay. Interesting. So, I uh, I walked into class with this box. Right. It was it was a giant, just a white box, very mm-hmm. unassuming. You know monolith in the center of the table and I had rehearsed this with the mouse for like three weeks <laughs> okay here it comes he went through nine <laughs> mouses though he here comes the that. foreshadowing yeah. so I, I rehearsed this I, I, I knew he was going to live through the experience I was fairly sure mm-hmm. so uh, and I kept him until he died he was a pet um, he didn't die that day okay good so, <laughs> so I let the mouse go and on a table about this big mm-hmm. you know we're at a fairly large table and the mouse ran straight to the box, and he ran straight inside the white box, and then there was silence. And I was just like this, and there's like 25 mm. students in the class around the box, and I'm trying to get them to step back. Mm. And they couldn't understand why I'd need them to be five feet away from the box. Uh. And, and I kept pushing people back and pushing people back, and then it exploded. Uh-huh. And flame came out from every corner and shot and scorched everybody's no. face. And, yeah, like this much fire. Oh, my God. Really? And then... The box collapsed on itself, huh. which it was supposed to, uh-huh. right? <laughs> Safety, by hey, the way. Which, which it was supposed to. And then, uh, you know, three girls ran out of the class in tears. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah, just freaking out. Mm-hmm. And uh, But the mouse, though. And then I, yeah, the mouse. Wait for it. And then I reached, in, I reached inside the box, and I, I opened it up, and I pulled him out, and he was fine. Really? So it was like a I think he was a little dazzled, that. you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I built this special uh, contraption where the mouse ran in, mm-hmm. and... He jumped up to get something. He wanted, you know, peanut butter, mm-hmm. something. I forgot. I think I put peanut butter in there. And when he when he when he fell, his ass hit the button, mm-hmm. closed this special container that protected him from the fire, ignited the match, and then <laughs> the flash pot. That's hilarious. brilliant. Flash that pot. Smart, yeah. You didn't get A for that. Did you get A? Uh, I. I <laughs> I mean, you think you brought in a box, you're thinking outside the box. Yeah, I almost got expelled. My teacher was like, he's like, you know, if you ever fucking do that again, I'm going to have you kicked out of the school. He goes, but that was the coolest thing I've ever seen. (laughs) He's like, on the side. But wait, did you tell (laughs) But did you prep people like, you guys need to stand back and be trying? I tried, but you know, everybody, you know, like when you're looking at something that's not doing anything, you have a tendency to do this. Yeah, I feel you. You know, they start to creep in. So, and you know, the vegans just lost their minds. Oh my God. Goddamn so. hipster like, folks. It's like, this is brilliant. He doesn't yeah. like you. <laughs> so, oh, man. Um, so it was a lot of stuff like that. So me and, mm. so me and uh, Jason started working together, and then I got introduced to Neil Adams, mm. you know, uh, his father. Mm. And I was very much starstruck. You know, I, was, sure. I collected comics my whole life. He was one of my heroes growing mm. up. He really changed the way storytelling is done in, yes. in comics. Mm. You know, he, 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 it's not just like split screen, like what Bullet did for film, mm-hmm. like what Pablo Ferro did for film right. is what Neil did for comics. You know, he split the panels, you know, diagonally, which mm-hmm. no one had ever really tried before. Everything was... Six, yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six mm-hmm. panels. That's the way mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. tell a story. Mm-hmm. You're like, fuck that. So, yeah. And, you know, Neil's, innovative. Neil's a hard man. You know, mm-hmm. like just to give you an example, one of my, you know, like he was always good to me. Um, let me stay in, you know, at his loft in the city. But like, you know, one of my guys... I'm not going to mention his name, that was one of my main artists at my studio when I built Art Asylum. You know, I was always bragging about Neil and showing Neil's work and I had a lot of, you know, prints that were signed by him. Mm-hmm. And he was always like, 
fuck that guy. <laughs> and I'd be like, you know, I'd be like, well, please don't say that so loud in the yeah. studio. He's, you know, like, he means, you know, he's, he's one of my heroes. Yeah. He'd be like, do you know what he said to me when I went to show him my portfolio? <laughs> and I'd, I'd be like, what? And he'd tell me the story. And it's a really, it's a really funny story. He said, he looked at my, whole, my book and he told me that I should join the sanitation department because my no. work was fucking garbage. Dang. But my question would have been like, well, was it? <laughs> no, that would be my first question. No. Like, can no. I see it? Because maybe... No. No, Maybe he might be right. He's wow. aw- Caesar's awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I said right. his name. <laughs> you didn't well, say his last name. You didn't say no last name. You didn't say his last you name. Say his last no. name? I'm sorry, I said his name. <laughs> <laughs> we'll bleep that part out. <laughs> yeah, don't, put, don't put me under a spotlight to interrogate me for anything important. So, <laughs> so no, he's awesome. In right. all honesty, he's really an awesome dude. He's, he's a, a, one of my best talents that I had at the studio. Yeah. And I had some really talented people come mm-hmm. to the studio. Mm-hmm. Just a lot of famous people, too. Um, so I built Art Asylum mostly because I couldn't, you know, find work anywhere else, you know? It was, it was really hard. You got to create your own thing, yeah. Yeah, with, it's, it's hard when you're walking into an office dressed like a pirate, expecting to be taken seriously. You know what? We're going to talk about your, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. your dress It's like it ain't Halloween, dude. Choices. <laughs> so that's what, that, was, that was your stilo back then? Yeah, you know, it changed every couple of months. <laughs> Bike and shorts, the pirate, you know what? <laughs> I'll dress nice. I'll dress like a pirate. <laughs> you know what? That uh, might be a step up for him. Yeah, you know yeah, what? Yeah. Come on. I'm just picturing you so. getting like some really conservative uh, client. You'd be, oh, am- man, you'd be amazed that. at how many amazing artists are quite conservative that run big studios in New York. And you go and you think, oh, wow, this work is so amazing. This mm-hmm. guy's going to be hip and mm-hmm. deep and cool. And you walk in and it's like, oh, my God, I just felt like a... <laughs> He's been chewing on a wood chip for the past three hours talking to you, motherfucker. You're so boring. You know? So, um, so yeah, I couldn't find work. And then, and then we started to do freelance work. And then I remember I went from you know, not being able to take the train to, you know, to having equipment and a, and a vehicle and the whole nine, right? Nice. So uh, the studio grew fast. Uh, we, we, I went back to Brooklyn and opened up, opened up a 1,500-square-foot place, and then before I knew it, we had 3,000, then we had oh. 6,000, wow. and we had Lucasfilm coming to the studio. I'm just trying now to cut through it pretty fast. Oh, like, you know, we started to you know, really make a lot of noise. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think my greatest asset back then was that I was good with the press. Mm-hmm. And this is before the internet, right the before the internet. Yeah, yeah. thanks, <laughs> thanks. It's he just showed me something the other day. I was like, "This motherfucker on national news." Okay. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. But like, I, I just don't have the, the energy now to mm-hmm. do what I think is the kids that are really rocking the boat. Yeah. You know, that are the influencers that are mm-hmm. getting, you know, fifty thousand you know hits a minute mm-hmm. every time they post something online. Mm-hmm. I mean that's re- they, they really have power. They're the sure. new celebrities. Sure. But that takes work though. You have oh, to yeah. really be yeah. invested in so- and really be on top of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to be in front of the camera. See, that and that's much. that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's I just don't. I, cool. I used to think I did. I mm-hmm. just don't. I want to be He's actually a really good actor with a great voice too. Mm-hmm. So Thank, you. <laughs> Thank you. He's just being so. selfish. That's not what it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> so I uh yeah, we, we you know we we raised money back in two thousand one, mm-hmm. raised that that cash, and uh, we opened up offices in Hong Kong. And then around two thousand one, I moved to China. 
and and my uh, my partners ran the New York office, mm -hmm. which was like we moved from Brooklyn to Broadway at that point. Okay. And you know, it's funny. But I always wanted to have I always wanted to have a studio. Always wanted to have a studio in New York City. I thought that was like the highest of the highest. Mm -hmm. And you know, by the time we could be there, I couldn't enjoy it. I was in Asia. <laughs> Isn't that like life? That's always happens. So, yeah. You know, I'd show up, screw up the studio, you know, get wasted, pretend I was working, and then head back to China. <laughs> they just didn't want me to come back to town anymore. We, we, we had a meeting with Walmart mm -hmm. at our showroom, and I was, I don't know what I was doing the night before, but I was just wrecked. And, and like, the, you know, the Walmart buyers are really important people. They, you know, they build companies up mm -hmm. with one order. Talk about conservative. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, totally. They're, they're really exciting people to talk to. <laughs> so, um, but I had crawled into the showroom and 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 fell asleep. Good lord! I fell asleep under the good under lord. the conference table. <laughs> and I woke up in the middle of a suit meeting with my sales no team way. and my other partners. You ain't got your people to come in and say, "Look, go look. It's Digger on the table. We got people." I don't know how they couldn't. We smell got people me. coming in. <laughs> Somebody go get Digger and I was trash. Help them. to go in and yeah, make sure I was going through some shit <laughs> I, was, was, I had an early midlife crisis you know I gave my you know I gave 10 years of my life to that business didn't have a social life never really drank didn't do anything and suddenly I woke up one day and I was like I think I need to party wow. <laughs> oh my god you know yeah. I was like wow. straight didn't even drink beer nothing you know I was really a drag wow you know, I looked like a lunatic but <laughs> but now I looked like a lunatic and was behaving like a lunatic <laughs> So I was like, it's time to double up. <laughs> so, so I crawled out from under the table in between the Walmart buyer's legs, pretty much. Got up with my sunglasses still on. And, and, and the, buyer, the, the salesperson was just horrified, but kept smiling. <laughs> kept smiling like I wasn't there. You know? And they're looking at me, and it's like, you know, my clothes were in tatters. You know, I reeked of booze. And I climbed up and I was like, what's up? <laughs> like this. I was like, what's up? And then, and then the salesperson was like, this is Digger Mesh. He owns the company. Wow. You know, and, and we did, I don't think we got an order that day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we got an order. Like, we're going to pass. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll get back to you. Medium. And we had great stuff, we'll too. We had, you know, you. we had Star Trek. We did all the, the Star Trek stuff for, uh, for everything, you know, yeah. with the master rights for... Um, the, the Scott Bakula show that no one watched except me. Uh, did you watch the show? No. Couple no. of episodes. Couple episodes. You know, for old quantum leap sake, you know, yeah, the old yeah, days, yeah, for old yeah. time's sakes, and then I just yeah. quietly turned the channel to something else. I'm... Were, you, were you a quantum leap fan? Yes, I was. Yeah, me too. I thought it was an amazing yes. show. Mm -hmm. It was a great show. Mm -hmm. And he, uh, he came to our showroom with his manager, um, and they were really adamant about the fact that you know, when we did press with him, we, we rebuilt the, the Enterprise Bridge in our showroom. Wow. I mean, physically, we did it ourselves. You know, I had my guys. All my guys could do a lot of different things. They mm -hmm. weren't just sculptors. They could build. They could do stuff like, like I can. Mm -hmm. So rather than have a prop shop come in, we took the specs from Paramount, and, they, and, and we rebuilt everything piece by piece. Wow. And it was the most awesome showroom Holy I've Lord. ever had. Let me tell you guys something. It's funny because we were, Digger and I were talking the other day, and he was telling me about the shoot he's about to do, and we can get into that in a minute. Yeah. And um, for this this uh, uh, this web series thing that he did, which is a pretty hot one, they got big numbers. Um, what's it? Payday? What's it called? Payday two. Payday. Payday two. It's a video game too, right? Yeah, it's it's, it's mainly a video game. Yeah. Yeah. And um, <laughs> we were talking about how 
they 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 tend to shoot a lot of things like if they feel like it they'll just go like in the middle of freaking Times Square or whatever <laughs> shoot some shit I'm like oh no I wouldn't do it yeah <laughs> right. we're talking about permits and do, you know yeah. like yeah. getting he's permission. like you know I'll build this and blah 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 and I'll just put it up right there in the middle of the street I'm like what <laughs> <laughs> New Yorkers boy I, I tell like, you <laughs> well you are allowed you know in all, in all honesty I just talked to my boy who's gonna line produce back in New York mm-hmm. and. He told me straight, he, you know, you are allowed to do certain things in New York as long as you're not running dollies around, okay. you know, as long as you don't have a big crew. You can put sticks ext- up and everything? You can put sticks up. Okay. Mm. You can put sticks up. You know, okay. just, it just has to be, you just can't be making trouble, really. You just got to keep it low-key. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, if you have, like, 20 guys sitting around eating sandwiches and waiting to do, <laughs> to waiting to move things, that's a problem. Sure, yeah. sure. You know, so, um, but if you're working out of two vans, mm-hmm. you know, and you're parked semi-legally, you can have, you know, craft services run right out of the truck, mm-hmm. pretty much. Okay. So... But yeah, fuck permission. No, I mean like you know, <laughs> yeah. If you need to do it, yeah. you do, do it. what you got to do. Mm-hmm. You know, insurance. I won't cut corners on. Mm-hmm. You know, insurance is important, Definitely. especially if you have any kind of stunt work. Mm-hmm. You know, if you got two guys talking, <laughs> minus <laughs> like, minus somebody having a heart attack. Right. Yeah, you know, so Digger, you haven't gotten into it yet, but he does a lot of second unit and all the action shots and shit. Mm-hmm. He does some cool shit. Yeah, so you got to have your insurance ready for that. Yeah, they are fighting their butts off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the script, the Agent Eighty Eight script mm-hmm. had uh, a lot less action in the script than it had. Oh, you <laughs> added that to what we did. Was, well, you know, they will, they'll just destroy you. The insurance company will just destroy you if yeah. you actually show them oh, yeah, what it is. Yeah. Show them what you're really doing. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like. And then there's a boom. It's, like, yeah, oh, no. no. <laughs> it's like how many backflips? It's like <laughs> one. <laughs> So, and also because we have down script. With, with, with Agent 88, you know, we have it's Agent 88, it's a story about the world's most deadly assassin. She's an 88 year old English woman with Alzheimer's. That's that's the pitch. Is that yeah, not I the best that. pitch so, ever? With 88, she uh, she really does kung fu. You know, she's a uh, Tai Chi, you know, getting close to a master. She's been doing it for years. She mm-hmm. practices three what's, times. What's her real name? What's her Kay Darcy. Name? Mm-hmm. And she's an amazing British lady. actress. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. yeah, she came out here uh, 10 years ago. From England, no, it's more than ten. It's thirteen, mm-hmm. Th- about thirteen years ago from England to you know to to make it in Hollywood, and you know, you're surrounded by people all day long. Like I'm too old. It's mm-hmm. like you're fucking thirty eight. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you're too old? I'm forty five. Get away from me. Kay's Kay's eighty eighty two years old wow. this year, yeah. and there's nothing she can't do. Mm-hmm. And she's really an inspiration to me. And she, I think she's an inspiration to everybody around yeah. her. And when we raise the money on Kickstarter, mm-hmm. as much as you know. I'd like to think it's my, you know, my great idea that that got us through. Uh, I think it's her spirit that got us mm-hmm. through because I kept throwing the, you know, the, the sympathy play and like, here, Kay, <laughs> get up there, do kung fu, stand on one foot, and ask for money. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. You know, and she gave the best. She gave the best, uh, you know, monologue. You know, one day, and I, and and it was shot probably the worst of anything we shot. It was like cell phone shot on mm-hmm. the fly. I was writing scripts. Like We had to make shit up. We, the money wasn't coming in right. on Kickstarter. It was, we was trying to raise $88,000 in, in 30 yeah. days. Yeah. And, and, and this is back before everybody was jumping in. Right. You know, it was still like, don't do that. Everybody's, mm-hmm. you know, especially in the film industry, you know, you feel um, like you're begging. Oh, right. You right. Know? Oh, yeah. right. So right. whereas opposed to, I looked at it like, I look at it like pre-sales, really, because yeah. you're giving somebody mm-hmm. a copy of the project. Okay. Right. Right. Um, so, you know, we got a lot of, uh, you know, semi-celebrities on board, you know, as many genre people as we could. Right. I tried to, like, target the Star Wars fans, the Turtles fans, mm-hmm. anyone that still remembered my toy work f- 
Underworld. It, yeah, disappeared. <laughs> Underworld. Yeah. He, he said he can get us your boy on the show. You should. Oh, you should get Kevin Green. <sighs> I here. love him. Yeah. He's the one who told me I should do comic He's books. In this, in this He's fat. Like after the Comic Con, I was so pre- and he came up to me and he said, "You should do comics. You need to really do that. Mm. We need black women doing stuff, and yeah. you should." Like, he didn't know me from Adam. And, like, he gave me his number and said, here's what you go, and these are the people you talk to. And he's been, he's always been wonderful. Facebook yeah. friends, he's always been encouraging. He's a sweetheart. He is. He really is. He yes. really is. And I'm sure he's oh, good God, to have in a fight, too. Oh, my God, yes. You like, know. <laughs> Kevin, handle this. You, you run into him, you're going to get stopped, Dad. He's like a wall. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, he know, you know, he knows a ton about comics. Mm-hmm. And he just, you know, I, I didn't see I, Frankenstein yet, but that was his mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um and he's got, you know, he's not a one-trick pony. He's got mm-hmm. a lot of properties, like you know, mm-hmm. like like we do. So right. you have to create as many things as possible. As the, the days of you know, Star Wars is the only thing I have, and I'm going to put my whole life into this. I, I think that's kind of over. I think, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, even if, you know, even if you do have a hit, chances are it's not going to stick around that long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the law of averages are that mm-hmm. with everybody's attention spans being what they are, and so much entertainment out right. there, and you know, so many new. F- Tech, technological forms of entertainment coming as well. Sure. Um, you know, we were just watching that whole thing with uh, Sony. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, <laughs> we were talking about it for right? <laughs> yeah. and uh, how, she cackles. I don't know. <laughs> I don't you know. know. North Korea can't even keep their fucking lights on. How did they hack <laughs> Sony? Sony, release that shit. Just put it on video on demand. You got all this free hundred million dollar oh. publicity. Mm-hmm. You ain't dropped that shit yet. Y'all need to be fired, then. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> I, I, I personally think, you know, I think it's the greatest marketing scheme Are in you the history of mankind. Are you freaking kidding me? Hmm. I, I, you know, I, I'm just sorry that I didn't think of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really... It is the really, way you think, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's the way I think. Yeah. You know, yeah. And it's, you know, I think it's the way that... Um, and I hope I'm not blowing it for them, because, you know... <laughs> but... Uh, but it's like Kevin Smith when he went to mm. protest Dogma himself. Oh, yeah. You know, he created Dogma and he went out with, with you know, mm. with uh, Jay and they went out with signs in Jersey and they protested their own film. <laughs> and nobody knew who the fuck they were. And guess what? I did and I went and saw it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I was like, that's so Jay and Bob, child. What a Dogma. I'm going to see that shit. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's, it's exactly. It yeah. Gets you hungry to go mm-hmm. see it. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think it's actually quite brilliant. And I'm sure the film is, you know, it's probably okay. I'm not a huge, you know... Uh, I think Jay Franco's brilliant. Mm-hmm. You know, um, uh, what was the film that he did? 120... Oh, Days of Summer? Seven Days? Yeah. No. <laughs> no. <What? laughs> not 127 Days of Summer, but that's my next project. <laughs> um, the one where the guy's stranded in the... In the desert. 27 oh, days. 27 was it 27 days? Like no, no, it was hours, I think. 27 hours? Anyway, he lost his arm. <laughs> it was a, it was a, <laughs> that motherfucker cut it off. <laughs> <laughs> they would have found me as a skeleton, like, this bitch is staying with me. <laughs> and we just gonna lay here. <laughs> you are brave and motherfucking I am. It's uh, like, it's, you know yeah, what? It's a heavy decision. It is. <laughs> it's a heavy decision. I don't know what I would have done. So, so let, let me ask you. Um, so what's what happened after that? <laughs> As a matter of fact, days. you know what? I wanted to ask you a little bit, just a little. Yeah, just sure. Tell us a little bit about working in China. Like, yeah, what, sure. what is that? That medium. Uh, you know, I had uh, ain't much going on in terms of insurance. <laughs> I can tell you that. <laughs> I can tell you that. Um, <laughs> they, uh, uh, you know, I had some great experiences. I worked on a bunch of Jackie Chan films. I got to act. You know, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's amazing how uninhibited. 
you can be when you don't give a shit what anybody thinks. Sure. You know, or it's not, it's not even your language. Mm -hmm. So I could speak a bit of Chinese, but for the most part, um, you know, you did small character roles. And it was, it was, I had a great agent. She used to work with Bruce Lee. She, mm -hmm. was, she was really a piece of Hong Kong film history. Mm -hmm. uh, Magdalena was her name. Uh, she's back here in L.A. now, I think. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, she used to put me up front for, for stuff right away. Like, you know, I was, I'd go to my office, sign yeah. approved, approved, approved on a bunch of shit, jump on my mm -hmm. motorcycle, drive to the film set. Yeah. That's all I wanted to do was stay on, on the film set wow. in any capacity, to art direct, mm -hmm. do, you know, mm -hmm. like I was really working behind and in front of the camera as mm -hmm. much as possible. Uh, which I think is great. If you're going to direct, I think acting is really something that you have to do a I little agree. bit of. Mm -hmm. You have to know what it feels like to be on the spot mm -hmm. because if you want to be able to communicate to your actors and know, even if it's as simple as when to shut the fuck up. Right. <laughs> Seriously, you know? It's like, you know, some, some directors just can't help but so, you know, could you just do this and, you know, yeah. get up there and try and needle their performance. It's like, you know, if you cast that shit right, you don't have to worry Thank so much you. about Thank you. Casting you know? is like 90% of the battle. Just... That's right, bitch. And then just try to be quiet. Yes. It's, it's not always easy. Let them, you hire them, let them do the work. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Let, let me make ask you a question. We, we were talking about um, another project that you want to do at some point, and we were talking about the way you want to shoot it, and yeah. you were telling me about like how they do things there, where it, China is so big that the, stu the studios are all... Hong Dian, Hong Dian Studios. Yeah, yeah. Hong Dian Studios is, uh, is the largest film studio in the world. It's about... I think it's about four hours outside of Shanghai. And, um, uh, I just, Paramount and all yeah. these motherfuckers look like nothing. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. They're like little parks, <laughs> little amusement parks with a, with a lot of self-involved people running them. <clears throat> um, yeah, uh, it's, um, they, they have, you know, if you want 1970s Tokyo, it's there. They have a lot of specific sets. Like they've done The Mummy. There are a lot more American productions have come through mm -hmm. there for, than ever. Uh, from what I understand, the main rule is that you're not allowed to strike your set, you know, because one thing that they do have there in abundance is land. Wow. So it just it just brings more value mm -hmm. more to to what they own mm -hmm. if the set's there. It's like, oh, yeah, you just go, you know, you mm -hmm. look at a list. It's like you want Han Dynasty, you want Yuan Dynasty, you want Ming Dynasty, wow. you, want, you wow. know, Qing Dynasty, right. you can have whatever you want. <laughs> right. So... Um, and now that there's more foreign productions coming there, it's even better, right? Because right. they want to have an international setting for mm. everybody. Right. Um, hotels on set, I'm not, you know, aren't. I think they're better now mm -hmm. than when, when, you know, it used to be that you had to bring everything there. You know, you're out there in no man's land mm -hmm. for the most part. And, you know, I, I imagine Mummy paid a lot more money than some of the lower end productions that come through there. They know that mm -hmm. if more, you know, universal money is coming through the door. Mm -hmm they can mark up the bill a little bit. Mm -hmm. But uh, talent-wise, yeah, there's a lot of great talent there. There's some of the best acrobats, some of the best fighters, great stuntmen. Mm -hmm. They're not using a lot of motion control rigs. They're, Real they're, shit. Uh, you know, I've been up in those wire <laughs> rigs. I've been up in those wire rigs. They're pulling you up with a rope, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. So um, it pays to be in a little bit of shape. If you're gonna, <laughs> <laughs> or your lower back yeah. just goes. Health, health yeah. is a plus. Yeah. 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 You gotta have a strong core. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Well, there was, there was one stunt they asked me to do. I was, I was supposed to be getting dragged up into the sky by a demon. Mm -hmm. And you know, they're strapping up my feet and they're testing me up. You know, like I'm supposed to, I have to jump and throw my feet straight up in the air, and then these guys need to be able to, the five guys on the rope on the other side need to be able to time it so that I flip straight up and don't break my neck. <laughs> right, and I was like, I can do this, I can do this, you know? And I was like, no problem, and I, I didn't know if I could do it. 
And then finally, one of the stuntmen came over and he's like, I just can't let you do this. Mm-hmm. He goes, you know, if, if, you know, if we're going straight up and out, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But it, because the, the turn was so sharp and abrupt, mm-hmm. he was afraid. So I said, all right. The timing. I, oh my <laughs> you know, no oh problem. My so, but yeah, you know, uh, there's great talent there and, and I'd love to shoot there. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to shoot 88 there. We want to mm-hmm. shoot Demon Blade there. I have a few projects that okay. make sense for China. I, I think I try to create projects that make sense for China. Mm-hmm. Not for their market, for their resources. Right. So let me ask you a question. Being somebody, because we, we did an episode where we talked about, you know, trying to market yourself in, you know, Europe and China and other places like that. <clears throat> the, um, because we know that China, like you said, we're not making it necessarily for China. So... Because they have all the rules over there about Lots. You know, if you want to, you know, you can't do this and you can't do that, you can't do this. Um, if you go over there and shoot, you still can do whatever you want. You just can't show it there. Is that the whole thing? Yes, unless you're doing something that's, you know. Like the interview with some shit. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, right. <laughs> you can't go in there and talk bad about the Chinese government. I don't Got think it. they give a shit about what you, if you, you could probably go in there and shoot the interview. Okay. So you can have all the I don't think they really care. If, if, they don't, if they don't have any vested interest in it, mm-hmm. and it's not, you know, I think openly offensive, okay. um, what they perceive, remember, they're seeing a script, and, and all the big studios are giving them fake scripts too. Mm-hmm. So when they go to get something approved, like, like I, I know that there was a problem with Iron Man, mm-hmm. with the last Iron Man. You know, let's forget the fact that, you know, the Mandarin, who's supposed to be Chinese, mm-hmm. somehow wound up to be, you know, uh, a Jewish-English guy. I don't, know, <laughs> I don't know how that worked out. Like, that's like, I read the comics for years. I was like, that ain't the Mandarin, mm-hmm. you know. And then he, then he became Australian. That was the twist at the end. <laughs> <laughs> let's just reshoot it with so, an Australian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was Guy Pierce, right? Guy Pierce mm-hmm. wanted to be the real Mandarin. But... Mm-hmm. Uh, but I know for a fact that, like you know, they they wanted to take advantage of all these resources right. in China, and and that's co-production money too. That's not exactly. just that's True. not just shooting cheap. China's like, oh yeah, here's twenty million dollars, mm-hmm. and then that script that they gave them was not what came out in the theaters mm-hmm. at all. You know, they they had cut most of the footage that was supposed to like really showcase how beautiful China right. is mm-hmm. out, mm-hmm. and at the very end, I think they had some Chinese doctors in a lab, or mm-hmm. you know, um, so you know, it's it's. I think that they're, China's got enough money now they can do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. You know, they've already bought digital domain. You know, if they okay. want something, they'll buy it mm-hmm. now. So I, I don't think that we're, uh, you know. We I think over here like, we put something on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, I think a lot of Western people are trying to crack that nut. Like, right. what's going to work in Asia? Right. And the truth is, I mean, I spent 10 years there. I mean, most primarily Hong Kong. But, you know, mainland's a different animal, mm-hmm. very much so. But um, I, I don't know what they want either. You know, mm-hmm. I, th- I think, sometimes I think I do. I have one kid's property I, I'm, I'm very sure would work for both markets. It's called Baby Buddhas, mm-hmm. which is toddler. You know, it's, it's super, it's, it's Pokio with, you know, little magical Buddha babies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really cute. I created it for my son when mm-hmm. he was born. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that'll work. But when it comes to adult entertainment, I, you know, my, my mind's aimed more at the Western market. It really is. Like, right. as much influence as I have from Japan right. and Asia, I, yeah, I really hope they'd like... I think the Japanese will really love my stuff. Mm-hmm. China, it's just, it's just a matter of getting through the censorship. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You're not allowed to have demons. Yeah. yeah. You're not Which allowed to like have... <laughs> That's like the best stuff to go yeah. watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Demon vigilantes that are fighting <laughs> Who does law. not want to see that? Come on. <laughs> That's me in the cinephile section. It's like, where's the demon stuff? Well, Asian cinema. Demons. Yeah. I mean, I know there's a lot more to your career, but 
we want to spend some time talking about the book. So let's get into the other dead. So let's talk about the origins of it, and you know, then we could talk about story and characters and all that sort of thing. Yeah, sure. Uh, the other dead, you know, two. It's just two words, really. It's zombie animals. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> zombie animals. Uh, it's funny because a friend of mine. Um, and uh, it makes sense. Come on. Does. Doesn't know, it make you sense? Remember the movie The Zombie Strippers? Remember that one? Yes. My friend. Um, I hope Calvin they take us a little bit one. more serious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but when he pitched, he pitched it just like that. Two words. Zombie strippers. Yeah, right. That's all he fucking said. And they're like, oh, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. He said two fucking words. And they kept going, well, what else? He said, that's it. But, that, but <laughs> that's when you know you have a winner of a high yeah. concept. Right, right. When you can distill something down to just, mm-hmm. you know, two words. That's the hardest thing to do. Sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Writing log lines took me forever to figure out. It's like, what do you mean it can't be four sentences long? <laughs> no, that's just an option. <laughs> Even when I see one that's two sentences long, I don't think it's, you know, I mean, I think that you, people have missed. I still see stuff that's two sentences, and I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah. log line, not log lines. <laughs> so, so uh, how did it come about? Uh, well, I, I had another film that I was trying to get off the ground in Asia for a while, mm-hmm. and it was uh, Kevin Eastman who's the creator of Ninja Turtles. I'm mm-hmm. sure you know who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, had, I had done enough music videos, and I'd sold Art Asylum, by the way, at this point in about 2006. And I started doing music videos and cutting my teeth on doing my own work. Mm-hmm. And I thought music videos would be a good place to start because just to get used to the craft, yeah. you know, it doesn't really teach you much about storytelling, even though I tried to incorporate as much storytelling as possible. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, it teaches you how to deal with the technical <laughs> shit that right. you got to deal with on set. Right. You get to play so, with all the toys. Right. Yeah, right, exactly. exactly. I still don't like to play with the toys. I still want to get people that are really good with their toys. I've heard just, you, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a hands-off, mm-hmm. non-technical mm-hmm. director for the most part. So I went back to the States for the first time in five years, and I went straight to Kevin Eastman, and I said, because we had worked together on quite a few things, I, I thought I had the best relationship with him out of everybody else that, that mm-hmm. I had remembered from back then. I was trying to remember who I offended too. <laughs> from back then. I was like, I'm pretty sure I didn't offend him. Whose bridges did I burn? <laughs> I'm like, Whose table did I cough <laughs> underneath this time? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I was like, I'm pretty sure I hadn't offended him. Um, so, so he was in the in the in the midst of trying to get heavy metal the movie developed, oh God, yeah. which had gone on for years. Mm-hmm. The new one, right? Mm-hmm. And it's really hard to get an animated adult anthology done these days. It's definitely not four quadrant, right? It's like mm-hmm. one quadrant mm-hmm. when you look. You know at the what? Way. Stop with this four quadrant. Sometimes we sometimes we don't need them other three quadrants. <laughs> sometimes agree. we just want to see grown shit and just be for grown people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm with you. I can't please every well, goddamn people now. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I'll pay a little extra. Really a I'll pay 15. Yeah, it's not a niche yeah. when there's mostly grown people, isn't it? Well, no, it's okay as long as the whole quadrant shows up. Got it. Okay. Th- that's what they're afraid of. Like, you know, like when you see a big hit. Like, look at the thing. Well, the third quadrant yeah. will show up when they get grown. Yeah. And they can get on DVD. Awesome. Okay. So, I went to Kevin. I said, look, you know, I'm, uh, I'm ready to, sh- to shoot, you know, a film. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'd like something that's got a name already. Mm-hmm. So he was really busy with heavy metal and he's like, well, I was supposed to direct this and he gave me this project called Fistful of Blood, mm-hmm. which is, uh, it'll take me 15 minutes to explain. I'm not sure if I should go into it. It's like, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a, a Western with vampires and zombies. 
Love it. Right? So it's like, yeah, it's, but it's a contemporary Western. It's like a cowboy Hollywood town. He's and got a kick-ass little sizzle he did for it, too. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank yeah. you, man. Mm. Um, you know, and, and when I went back to try and get it funded, he, you know, he gave me the property for a really good option deal. He right. goes, look, I don't have time to do this because, you know, he was working with David Fincher and James Cameron and all mm-hmm. these really heavy He was really absorbed. Mm-hmm. And it, I thought it was perfect timing. So I went back to China and talked to the Chinese investors that I, that I knew and, and every new one that I could meet. And they <laughs> were like... You know, who wants to see Weston? <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's uh, uh, always looking at me like, "You better stop talking in those dumbass accents." Because <laughs> like, she, we don't she, mean she, no Zoe, <laughs> Zoe, went, Zoe went to do an Indian accent for me as a oh, joke, yeah. and and she and I posted it. I, oh, I yeah. had it on my phone. Yeah, we wasted. It. She was just. Ooh, and they she came. Does, she does great accents. Oh, yeah. it's the best <laughs> African accent you've ever heard. The best mm-hmm. Indian accent. So. Um, I posted it and she started getting hate mail. Oh my no, God. They yeah. came oh, on yeah. to the she, teeth. she started getting some mm-hmm. serious hate. Really? Mm-hmm. That's funny. You know? <laughs> I'm like, you're She's black. Like, you can do whatever good. you want. <laughs> <laughs> you can do whatever you want. I wish I was black. I got a whole bunch of stuff I want to say. <laughs> you can do anything. So, so, um, but they I'm didn't. Sorry, they, they didn't <laughs> so they didn't want. They didn't want the western. They, they, no. So they just. They, you know, it was too far out. Okay. And, and honestly, like I, the graphic novel was done by Simon Bisley. You know mm-hmm. Simon's work. Mm-hmm. You know Simon does like you know quadruple D tits <sighs> out yeah. to here and mm-hmm. t- tiny little waist and everybody's naked right. and everybody's got their. Right. It's just it looks like you know it looks like a sci-fi orgy when he draws, <laughs> and I kept sitting down with the book like trying to cover certain things up. Like I'm usually not shy, and I'd be like, I'd be like, you see this? <laughs> this, this is gonna happen on you know this is gonna happen in the oh second half, and I'd be like, you see this? <laughs> I'd be covering like oh a huge cock, and they can't see. He's like, uh, what? What is yeah, going on? <laughs> so yeah, and I was like, you know, they'd be like, why are you? It's like my it's like my comic with my Santana comic books I love when they have. Like the demons with the the double dicks and the piercings and and you're trying to explain to people and it's like well really there is a story here it's art it's art there's story you just need to be adult enough to handle that but why does she have you know what just go with the story so, totally. I feel you I feel it no totally mm-hmm. we've just had this conversation because it is it's it's really well done but right it's, it's like you do have to ask yourself what drove this. <laughs> So it's so art, people. Saying, you know, so yeah. So, so, so Simon, did the, I was trying to. I couldn't leave the book behind. That's the short story. Right. Like with other dead, it was like we can just go. Mm-hmm. Here's the book. Right. You know, and it's not even about this. You know, as proud as we are of the story, mm-hmm. we're really flexible. Like when you know, we, we sold this to Animal Planet. Yeah. We made a deal with them. Yeah. Yep. First series. Scripted, scripted series. series. Yeah. Ah, scripted and that's why it got more press. You know, it started at Variety and then trickled down the rap and. Um, and everybody else, Deadline Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, we got more press because it is Animal Planet's first scripted series. Mm-hmm. It's our first series, mm-hmm. but it, but it's it's they're they've haven't been here before. So, um, my, some of my favorite articles were like you know I forgot who covered whose headline this was, but they were like Animal Planet strays pretty far from the Puppy Bowl <laughs> <laughs> with their new project, <laughs> The Other Dead. Well, and they have a picture I mean, of a rotting, you know, evil, half, you know, decayed tiger. And that's what I think is so appealing about it, because it's mm-hmm. the animal. Because, like, you know, people are so used to, like, The Walking Dead and humans. Mm-hmm. But, sure. you know, in most of the stuff, I, just seeing the book now, I'm thinking, 
why had no one done that already? Because it makes perfect sense. Why mm-hmm. wouldn't you not have animals? Because the first thing I'm thinking of when I was reading is like, well, shit, what about their food supply? Like, what if yeah. the animals and like, like what there's, there's yeah. some serious, like, even yes. though it's like fun, scary, gory kind mm-hmm. of stuff, there's still some subtext in there like, well, shit, if this mm-hmm. really, this could actually happen, not necessarily because we got rabies and shit, but yeah. like your food supply mm-hmm. and like, what are you going to eat? And, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of craziness. You're absolutely right. Yeah. And, and those, that, you know, those are the intelligent questions that most people haven't they asked. They don't, that, you know what, because they don't you respect know, yeah. horror, people. <laughs> yeah. And you've heard me complain about this. You need True. to respect the genre. True. It'll teach you how to survive. <laughs> and we're going, we're going, we're going there. And I'm yeah. also an animal lover, so the part of me that loves sure. it when animals get revenge mm-hmm. on people, mm-hmm. anyway, mm-hmm. you know. So I love that too, you know. Right. Anyway, go. this is and you're, you're absolutely. This is this is very much you know re- revenge of the animal. Mm-hmm. It's like remember, okay. I don't know. I, I might be dating myself, <laughs> but when I was reading it. It was mm-hmm. like it reminded me when I was a kid, mm-hmm. back in the older days, little people, when <laughs> we didn't have technology like you would theaters where you walk in and sit. We had to sit in the back of a 65 Chevy <laughs> with your mama's bologna sandwiches and homemade popcorn. When I'm like, there's a concession stand there, mama. We can buy some popcorn. But I digress. But it reminded me of, remember dogs and rats and yeah. frogs? and yeah. so It was like when the animal kingdom fights back, mm-hmm. like, you know, Revenge of the... So that, it has that, that 70s, mm-hmm. like the real good shit horror stuff that's like really scary. Mm-hmm. And like it has prophecy. that humor. Yeah. And you got fucking President Obama Okay, hold on. You know what? Okay, hold on. I was about to throw the book. So when let, I turned, let's, let's, right, that. I know where you're gonna go. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll try and cut through. So fistful of blood wasn't happening, right? right? And I came back to the states to live, and you know we were close a couple times, mm-hmm. and then you know one Western bomb after another. Mm-hmm. You know Should it was just like Jonah team? Hex was the first bullet. <laughs> Right. You know, and right. I was like so psyched. You know, Cowboys nailing. So I was like, all right, this is I'm gonna be. Yeah, able I to, thought that was gonna be huge. You know, I thought that was gonna be awesome. Yeah. And it wasn't awesome. And like we made a dollar fifty. <laughs> yeah. They made a John Houston film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With some, you know, aliens that I don't know how you can operate all that delicate machinery when you have a giant fork club oh, for a hand. Yes. They didn't think it through. <laughs> no, it's, you know, so I won't. I won't even go there. Mm. So. I find, I put it on the shelf. You know, we were close a couple of times. You know, mm-hmm. I was asking for $10 million to make the film. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we had some offers. They were like, yeah, you know, we'll fund it, but you have to go. <laughs> and I'd be like, well, you know, there's a couple of crosses I'll <laughs> fall on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that not wasn't, that. And that wasn't yeah. one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, that, I didn't fall on that cross for this. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, we just said, look, you know, if you're going to, you're, you're a network, if you're going to put money into it, that's cool. I get it. I, I'm not fit to direct what, what was the, what was the a network television like show. Was there a picture that did you see the book and call you guys no in? Pitch. What no, no, we just, you know, Josh, Josh made con Josh Ortega, who's uh, my partner, mm-hmm. who's the writer of Gears of War two and three. I, I, I had written this actually as a much more as a film treatment first mm-hmm. and did a bunch of exploratory art. And it was supposed to be a, a, a low budget vehicle for me to direct. Mm-hmm. You know, I was gonna do it for a million dollars. So, you know, yeah, but until you've done it, nobody believes in you. It doesn't matter if exactly. you've done a million videos, a million exactly. short films. Okay. You know, I could move a mountain with a pinky and then <laughs> some people go, but you, but you haven't made a movie. <laughs> but <laughs> right? mountain, pinky, moving. So you just have to, you just have to grin and bear it and, and be humble uh, yeah. about it. So um, I, I thought this would be a good vehicle. And when I wrote it, I wrote a 60 page treatment that was like stream of consciousness, mm-hmm. you know, that had paid no attention. I started to pay attention to the budget. Then after page, page 10, I was like, fuck it. Yeah. Um, and then I wrote 30 pages of character treatments. And I, I brought it to Josh along with another project that I had. 
and Josh has written Gears of War, the game two and three, you know, games that are just behind Call of Duty as the best-selling games in the world. Mm -hmm. um, he's written for Star Wars, Marvel Comics. Uh, uh, he, he's got a lot of heavy credits, and 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 I was like, look, it shows. Yeah, I was like, you know, dude, I was like, I got these projects. What would you like to work on? Mm -hmm. Let's do some graphic novels and let's do some scripts. Right. And then we talked with it about 88 for a while, and then he got wrapped up in something else, and then I said, fuck it, I'm going to go shoot 88. Mm -hmm. And while I was shooting 88, after I finished all of that and, and got my Kickstarter launched, I turned around, and he had finished Other Dead, you know, right. issue one. And, and, I, and I totally told him, do whatever you want, mm -hmm. you know, for the most part. He took what I'd written, which was really over the top, Evil Dead, mm -hmm. Raising Arizona. Right. That's, that's totally, that's right. more where I live, mm -hmm. uh, a little bit more far out. And he's a lot more grounded in reality and scientific. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why we came up with something really quite unique because mm -hmm. it's it's him on top of me. Because yeah, it feels you know? scary. You can right. feel the moments right. where you'd be like, boy, if this was on TV, it would be really like, ooh. Yeah, right. jo and Josh is like, and he writes high action sequences. Mm -hmm. Like the pacing is mm -hmm. like a game. It is. And it feels yeah, like yeah. you're running level to level yeah, to like level. Every three or four right. pages, like, boom, boom. Yeah. yeah. And sure. it's a movie too because literally there's this, there's the scene in there where like when the zombie ducks come and he's like, look, and you don't yeah. see it and then you turn the next page and yeah. it's like, they're right yeah, on you. Yeah, and you're like, shit, yeah. run. Why are you yeah. still looking at them? Run. It's the birds. Yes, yeah. it Southern is. The birds. It's like a touch of all those great classic horror, you know, apocalyptic, something's mm -hmm. gone wrong movies. Mm -hmm. And it's, so, it's, it's really reminiscent of the good, scary movies I loved as a child, but at mm -hmm. the same time, it is rooted in a reality because sure. you've got like the whole, you know, like the, the, the whole storm, the hurricane that comes up that's reminiscent of Katrina, and I remember living through that moment, and then this, there's this shot in the book where it's like this big thing of water, and it's like, so you've got all those elements that are just horrific and scary anyway, and then on top of that, you've got the zombie animals, and then, I don't know, you've got the, the animal preserve, it's just craziness, but there's still a realness there, you know what I mean? Yeah. Even though it's like over the top, and it's like, and then there's Oh God! Yeah, we're getting away with the helicopter, and then we've got zombie. It's like it's the it's just so much constant stuff happening. But at the same time, like part of me is thinking that shit could really happen. It could really happen. And sure. what would I do in that position? What would I do? You know? Well, well there is a real fungus that that takes over the minds of animals. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just on the cover of Nat Geo uh, this month, actually. Hmm. And you know, this this fungus like ants get it. Oh, and it's the one where it makes them that makes other things come and eat them or something weird it, it, or something. It changes it changes it, their whole their redirects their whole, you know, mission. Yeah. Like it, it has them, you know, go up to the top of like a blade of grass and sit up there and and I don't know what the hell they do up there actually, but you know, but, but basically they wait to be eaten. Yeah, you're right. It's the most yeah. fucked up shit ever. I, I was Googling that shit like a couple months ago. There to be it, they, but it changes right. it. It changes their core being. Like okay. this they I, is it a, I, we don't know what it is. Is it a fungus? It affects you. It's a fungus. It's something, and it gets in there. Like, if that shit, like, gets into humans and makes you, like, I'm going to go and just sit out in the middle of this freeway right now. <laughs> and watch Jerry and just, Springer and until watch, somebody yeah, runs and just me have, over. Like, it's, but like I said, it's, it's so real. And even though we're talking about zombies, mm -hmm. anything that's scientific or anything that's realistic that can happen, mm -hmm. it might happen. And I think that's, that's the fear I get from reading this. Because it's really hard to scare me, but stuff mm -hmm. that really scares me, like, zombies and stuff really mm -hmm. don't scare me. But the science behind it, like viruses, sure. our food supply, your water mm -hmm. supply, changing the structure. Because I'm a real Cronenberg fan, mm -hmm. and I'm really afraid of like body horror yeah. and illness yeah. and change. And, mm -hmm. and the fact that you're structuring like the animals, and I like the first thing I thought of, food supply, what am I going to eat? Right. Yeah. We all going to be vegetarians. Yeah. You know what? You hipsters was right. <laughs> <laughs> Let me right. eat this cardboard. 
well, shut well, the hell up. What's interesting, <laughs> you, you nailed it, because what's really interesting, I think, about this that's different, I'll just go through the main things that really define this from Walking Dead. Mm -hmm. um, because a lot of people are like, oh, another zombie property. And it's like, well, I've had zombie, I've had zombie animals in my last three projects. Like, because mm -hmm. that's something, like you said, mm -hmm. like, why didn't somebody do that? I've always wanted to do it. Right. It was Josh that really looked at, at the treatment that I wrote and said, you know, you, don't, you almost don't have any human zombies in this at all. And it was very much magic when I had written it. Mm -hmm. It was Evil Dead. Mm -hmm. you know, I just had straight, straight up Evil Dead. Mm -hmm. I like magic a lot of the time because you can just change the rules whenever you want right. to. Sure. Um, it depends on what, you know, Evil Dead, they just do whatever they want. Mm -hmm. There's other magical things where it's like, I get it, the rules need to exist or mm -hmm. else you start yeah, to you lose. You don't care anymore. Yes. You don't care mm -hmm. anymore. So, um, but Josh looked at it and he said, you know, we should just get rid of the zombie humans. And I only had, I had some drunk American Indian zombie humans at the end. <laughs> oh my God, my native people. <laughs> Which I'm, we're, probably we're probably better off getting rid of. I'm sure there would have been a problem. Don't kill so, him. <laughs> native fam, don't. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, definitely not politically correct. <laughs> and um, so we got rid of them. You know, they were attacking a missile silo at the end of my story. <laughs> And, you know, we had never called Obama Obama in my script. He was just called Mr. President. It was very much Escape from New York. Mm -hmm. And he comes down, there's, there's a, you know, a disaster, and he comes down in a pod mm -hmm. into Louisiana. Mm -hmm. um, Josh changed all that, and, and he made it much more realistic. And mm -hmm. he really, he found great ways to, you know, because I didn't care about realism. I was like, you know, <laughs> this happens. I mean, damn, y'all got, happens. I mean, damn, yeah. they got, like, Dick Cheney in here, too, yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, they're yeah, like, you know, we're going to put everybody in here for yeah, real. Right, yeah, uh -huh. that's, that, that's, you know, mm -hmm. a lot of those, you know, among Josh's many strengths as a writer, right. like, he brought all that to the table. Right. And, and we just, we decided it was just going to be zombie animals, and that was it. And I let him breathe. He organized the majority of the team. I brought in Kevin Eastman. Uh, Queen Ping Moy did some amazing work. He's mm -hmm. a, a Hong Kong, I think he's Hong Kong born, but he's a New York based artist now. Mm -hmm. uh, Blonde has done a lot of work for DC Comics, mm -hmm. Batman, you know, he's a great colorist. And then we just had an all star cover cast. Mm -hmm. You know, Dave Dorman, who's really famous for Star Wars, mm -hmm. and, um, you know, uh, Tim Vigil. You know who Tim Vigil is? <sighs> Faust? Yes. Does some yeah, pretty crazy detailed stuff. He did the real the EC mm -hmm. style covers, mm -hmm. you know. Because um, the art in here is like crazy. <laughs> yeah, we have the covers in the back. You know, Sam Sheeran actually had done the, the, all the, the most realistic covers. He did the back cover, and mm -hmm. unfortunately, because of budget, uh, some of the covers got cut. Sam did some of my absolute favorite covers. Mm -hmm. um, he but did that's, that shot with Obama with the freaking machine. That's Dave Dorman. Oh, that shit is off the chain, dude. Okay. You know, and his face. Yeah, like, he's like, I'll kill you, man. <laughs> <laughs> we get a lot of press from this cover, you know. And this, mm -hmm. this again, you know, Josh said, do we, should we just call him Obama? And I said, just go for it. Just do and it. And I think we both realized that, you know, if it went to TV or film, mm -hmm. yeah. that we could think we could just change that later. It mm -hmm. didn't really matter, you know. I mean, if if, if we were really going to do it, I think Denzel Washington would be the mm -hmm. obvious choice yeah. as a film. Yeah. If it was a film. And I appreciate the realism of it because you know you're it's it's almost meta in <laughs> his yeah, meta fiction yeah, yeah. because when he comes in you have President Obama coming in and it's the whole thing with the hurricane and he comes in as a president he says mm -hmm. I remember what happened with the last administration mm -hmm. we're going to be there for these people so mm -hmm. the subtext of it was really endearing to me because mm -hmm. it was like it was making statements that we have felt but it was nice to see the president come through like no we're going to do this so there's that historical stuff with Katrina mm -hmm. and little digs here and there and yeah. little things like that that are just subtle like well, on the surface what you know? I like though you kind of kept him he's still himself yes he still like make sure you're okay mm -hmm. he still lets you go on the plane before he goes on mm -hmm. he still has a lot of those things mm -hmm. but 
I'm not gonna give it away, but one of the biggest things that I love is this motherfucker is not your average fucking president. <laughs> okay. He will shoot you in a minute. <laughs> yeah. I love about yeah, 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 yeah. Those decisions are made a little late. Yeah. He's just yeah. like, oh, I it's have like, to step up. Click, yeah. click. This is yeah, right. turned on freaking diehard on the shit. And I, like, I love, yes. I love Justina. The yeah, character, yeah, because yeah. Like, unlike The Walking Dead, like there's, a, I'm not gonna give nothing away, but there's a sequence where a homegirl <laughs> mm-hmm. gets done in. I'm, I'll let yeah. you experience for yourself. Mm-hmm. She does not wait a second. Mm-hmm. Like most most bad fiction will do this. <laughs> oh my god, my friend. Oh, what are we gonna do? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so sad. She's getting <laughs> fucked up, and you know, they was Let's like, a whole two okay, it was like a two page. It mm-hmm. was like chit chit. We reversing already, and we leaving. Yeah. I'm like, bitch ain't even dead yet. Like. We at least wait two seconds. <laughs> Alyssa, are you okay? She dead, y'all. Yeah. She was already like, we reversed in the car, we gone. And it was like no discussion. And I'm it like, happened. that's real life. That's, that's not true. like we're not wasting time. Mm-hmm. And I love that realism mm-hmm. because there's nothing worse that I hate. Where okay, now we're gonna feel oh my best friend, and what are we gonna do? She was like, we out. Look, yeah. you got messed up. Something terrible done happened to I always, you. I always joke with my partner Scott. I'm like, you know if the zombie apocalypse ever happens. You ain't gonna make it. You know, like, you, you know what? Look, you know what? There's some shit I ain't gonna make okay. it out because I don't like being dirty and shit. Okay. Yeah, but you're not gonna last in anything. But damn it, if you turn, I'm killing you. I'm telling you. Right. You're not you gonna laugh. Gonna, Alisa, See, now's the you time. You need to make to collect your people because in this and the other day Hillier, you're not gonna last in the other day come on come on the storm will come you get mud on your shoes okay, I'll be all, man. <laughs> my white shoes be all dirty and shit get used to it i'll be, be here here come the zombie bats pitch my shoes okay, blow, they got less of my white shirt Hillier, get in the jeep Hillier, get in the jeep no zombie animal apocalypse you'd be in much better shape then mm-hmm. you know because you'd probably be able to shower every day I'm serious. Sure, it doesn't affect that part of it, right? Well, I mean, look, the, the two things, you know, we've tried to redefine zombies. We have to. It's, yeah, you know, we, yeah, we have yeah, to. We have yeah. to, like, you know, it's got to be the opposite of yeah. Walking Dead. It's mm-hmm. not like, oh, you, you know, first of all, you can shoot them in the head. In our world, in our universe, mm-hmm. you can shoot a zombie dog in the head. He'll keep coming. Yes, which is scary as you can You can remove the head. He'll keep coming. Mm-hmm. And and that crosses, you know, that's where things get freaky because yeah. it crosses so how you magic and fantasy. Yeah. I, I can't, I, dismemberment. Yeah, that's what they had to yeah, do. You have to. Or caging. You, have to. Yeah. you know, the, the, animal, uh, the animals are stronger and faster, mm-hmm. you know, um, in that sense, you know, lumbering, lumbering slow zombie animals mm-hmm. wouldn't really be very effective mm-hmm. and not exciting. Right. So, you know, our tagline, which I think I, I think I came up with before I came up with the title, which mm-hmm. was Stronger, Faster, Deader, mm-hmm. um, which is a play on Steve Austin, yeah. actually, in the six-million right. dollar man except for the deader, we which is not even him. a word. Make him stronger, faster. Now it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you can rebuild them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, we're going to have, you know, we're working on a game right now, an interactive AR card game mm-hmm. uh, where, you know, they're like safari cards where you have stats on the animal. So they'd show what the stat, the stat of what the animal could do during its natural life and what the animal can do in its oh, undead life. Mm-hmm. And it goes up and, you know, 20%. The, che- if the cheetah can do 65 when he's normal, mm-hmm. you know, now he can do 120, oh. right? But, you know, but they burn out. Right. You know, right. They start, after a while, they start to burn out. Right. So it's like, you know, a new infection is like 28 days later where they're mm-hmm. much more intense and fast and strong. Mm-hmm. Um, but they start to, you know, over time, they start to decay and wear out. They, they don't, They'll still remain alive as long as 
indefinitely. And see that to me that <laughs> that would, that would just wear me out because, like he said, in The Walking Dead, it's like once you dismember, you know, you shoot them or you mm-hmm. cut off their head, they're done. Mm-hmm. But when you got a polar bear coming after you do you know how exhausting that's going to be you have to destroy i mean it just it puts it on a whole new level of like even stronger than normal right yeah they need that advantage i think that the animals need that advantage in our world it's also you know the wilderness is the is the safest place for you in the walking dead world you know that right Mm -hmm. so the city is naturally the safest place for you in in the other dead world, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. And the other the other dead, the title in and of itself is 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 a bit facetious, mm-hmm. you know. It's 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 not the Walking Dead, it's not mm-hmm. the Evil Dead, it's not the Dawn of the Dead, it's the other dead, right? Mm-hmm. But I always like the sound of other like other it, worldly. That's good, mm-hmm. yeah. So right. that, that's where that came from, right? Um, I had a lot of people in the beginning go, you know, I think it's a cool idea, but the title sucks. <laughs> See, they be like, you just, you know, and people that they're I respect wrong. too, they'd be like, wrong. you should change this. You know, you just, you just have to go with your gut. Sometimes wait, they're right, wait, sometimes what, they're wrong. Can you say some ideas they were trying to give you? Uh, you know, they didn't have any, so that's the <laughs> You know what? And that's why. Okay. Shut up. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> like somebody trying to give you a note and they don't, they can't tell you what the note is. Right. You know, some bullshit. Well, what's really right. cool at the end know. of it is that even though you have the animals on the craziness, there's still that. That that foreshadowing mm-hmm. and it, it, they it, it's touched upon in the in the comics itself is mm-hmm. what if it jumps to humans you know that kind of like that that unspoken it's spoken yeah, but, we don't know yet but yeah because yeah. like every time someone's bit or you shot and you're like oh okay that's right they don't turn but you know what a lot of shit you mm-hmm. know you think of the bird flu you think mm-hmm. of all the different things from animal to human and that 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 blood barrier once you start going through that. I mean, this could go on like The Walking Dead. Like, you could have a whole series of things going mm-hmm. on. And then, like I said, which is scary for me, my food and my water, because I have to have my food stuff. <laughs> I can't be worried about my ribs eating me, <laughs> even though I'm gone vegan. But every now and then, you know, that, like, what are we going to do? And, and so are you, you vegan? Well, I eat mostly vegan every now and you then. You go through sections of the, of the year where you go yeah I have yeah I have to because then I have to go see my family in Italy but when you I could have to eat but you I could you eat. could exist without any meat product any egg it any... would be difficult because I, I love the taste and the smell I but I could do it like if I, look I'm look some zombie apocalypse shit go down I don't know about you jokers, but I'm surviving. I will not on the side of a house. I will live off the dewdrop from the back of a ladybug. <laughs> I work in the mountains. I know how to survive. I can build a shelter. Y'all gonna be dead. I'm gonna last for a long time. And I'll eat what I gotta eat. Okay? I'm gonna be Daryl. I'm gonna be Michonne and Daryl on a whole nother level. Two for one, You know what I mean? And I might have to eat you too. So if you don't move fast enough, guess what? You going in the backpack is beef jerky. Welcome to my world ain't nothing wrong with cannibalism if you slow that's your problem <laughs> somebody somebody po- somebody posted on my facebook you know we talk about the north the whole north korean mm-hmm. you know like paramount pulling right. pulling t- like they even pulled team america oh God. from like midnight madness yeah right and somebody you know you had some some very intelligent people posting things on your page sometimes mm-hmm. then you have sure. some, some sort of not right and uh somebody's like you know I gotta remember not to mention the name here. <laughs> so say it slowly, <laughs> so we can so, go. So no, somebody posted. You know those North Koreans. They eat dogs. Wow. Right, and they're you know they're disgusting. I, I usually leave things even if they're really? aggressive. I don't not unless something's. Oh, we need to see who these people are. Yeah. Leave it. Right. I, I don't want to. I don't want to. I, I like to leave an honest, slow conversation. Right. Start. Right. Just leave it. Right. So, unless it's just I can't live with it. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, so. I left it up there, and then 
and, and then I wrote, you know, I was like, well, first of all, those are Chinese. Chinese people do eat dogs, mm -hmm. and they're starving. Mm -hmm. You know, for the most part, or they're just used to it. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's you know, I don't judge everybody's them. food is I mean, different. Don't judge them you know, for it. You know, I mean, if I was starving, I would eat a dog. I would just make sure it wasn't mine. <laughs> you cook anything up right, you know, it'll taste good. I'd eat somebody yeah. else's dog yeah. if I was really hungry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. uh, but in the other dead universe, if you eat the meat, you could die. We have a dog together. I'm not wow. going to eat the dog while you're away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to eat the dog while you're away. Poor Black Lab and George. We just, we just flew George in from England. Um, so he's, he's got some meat on him. <laughs> Note to sell. We'll eat, we'll eat that creature. Well, look, we got to wrap it up in a minute. Yeah. But um, so is it? So we really want to plug this book to yeah. get people out there. Blow, um, and shout out to know, Animal Planet for like, Definitely. yes. Do you know anything about what's going on with the series? Where yeah, they we're, are? We're on as consultants. You know, they're currently looking for a showrunner. So are we. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, uh, we're obviously uh, encouraged to make as many suggestions, especially creatively, because you know, like Synaptic VFX is is I have a personal relationship with them. They do Sleepy Hollow, and they've done Green Lantern, and they do all my effects. All for, your shows huh? for everything. <laughs> They're badass. They can mm -hmm. make anything that pops in my head real. Um, mm -hmm. I would like them to, to be up for it. But a lot of other, you know, Josh has a lot of relationships as well. So mm -hmm. we're kind of bringing our relationships to the table. And at the end of the day, it's up to them. Sure. Um, when they do bring in that guy that's going to be the, the main showrunner, he'll probably have people that he wants to bring in oh, as well. So it just right. you have to be flexible. Mm -hmm. I, I just We just want to see it happen, and we yeah. want to be involved. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we have another arrangement if it goes to feature, so it's in our best interest to try and maybe, mm -hmm. you know, I'll tell you what I really, actually, I'm not going to tell you what I really All right. Like. Somebody will grab my idea. All right. It's no, one of those, yeah, it's one of those keep, rare keep times I'll keep my mouth shut. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's very rare. Well, look, so, yeah. on that note, oh. yeah. thank you so much for being here No, today. thank you. This is a great Please one. go yeah, out and get it. Yeah, man. Thank you. Everybody the other day, y'all got to get that shit. And hey, hey, can I just say this? If it does go to, uh, to show, uh, I would like to have the part where I could be eaten by a bat if, if need be. And what you or, gonna say? And I'm gonna say, as I always say, you get me because you know you gotta get at least a couple lines so you can get a little paycheck, <laughs> just a right. little bit. Say something. If they say, something. If they say, the where, bat. where did those zombie ducks go? They went that way. That's all I want. They went that way. <laughs> and then you can have one just right on the neck, and I'll die really good for you. That's all I ask. You got it. Just want to have a part like, oh my god, or just something like, because you know you gotta you gotta rep for like. That brings me back to my '70s monster, <laughs> crazy animals eating people and we doing crazy stuff. We could write that to Agent 88. Put that in there. Yeah. I could or put that in Definitely. there. Like she went over there. It could or, be a dream sequence. <laughs> uh -huh. Cross yeah. universes. Yeah. But most definitely, people, you got to get this. Yeah. It's amazing. The artwork is just off the chain, and then the story itself is just come on now. President Obama oh fighting God. zombie animals and, and Justina badass. just going around and like leaving people because you need to leave people <laughs> if they can't keep up. I love it. <laughs> and also, don't forget, check out Agent 80. Is it on YouTube? Uh, the trailer's up there. They can see the CBS spot. We are probably going to release it uh, in a, in shortly. You okay. know, we, the, the, the pilot that I shot, yeah. we've been holding on to it for a while. We had it up on chill.com for a while. We had a deal with them. Uh -huh. uh, Two months later, uh, they shut down that division. Mm. Um, Which happens in Hollywood. It happens. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there's going to be, stylistically, there's going to be a lot of changes to what we're going to do when we do the series, okay. when, when the funding comes through. Mm -hmm. So it'll be up soon. I just want to make sure that we have the right machine in place to make sure it gets a lot of visibility. I would know? love that because I would love to write something for Bitch Flicks about that because mm -hmm. I just love the idea of you have an older actress mm -hmm. 
And you should do something on the other day. Oh, I probably. You know what? Please. You know, I'm already thinking <laughs> in my head What's right Bitch now. Flix? Bitch Flix is a, a, a online website that I write for that does film criticism with a feminist slant, and um, very intersectional. And basically, it's a, a place where a bunch of People who love film and women who write very critically with that feminist gaze, mm-hmm. but basically it's how I talk on here right now. <laughs> it's how I write. It's just I'm just letting you know. The last piece I just did was on about Nightcrawler, mm, okay. and I call it was called. If go check it out, oh, bitch flicks. The film Nightcrawler. Mm-hmm. It's uh, the piece I did was Nightcrawler. Um, um, centering the white fear narrative. <laughs> and so I just broke it down for y'all. So go okay. check it out. But I definitely want to write about this because I love anything that centers women mm-hmm. who don't don't be giving these weak women. Mm-hmm. You know, give me some fully fleshed complex. And here's the thing. What I love too, I know we're wrapping this up, mm-hmm. but I'm just excited about this book and I want okay. people to see it. <laughs> I love that we got a stripper. <laughs> because I know sometimes when we watch movies and we always think, oh, the yeah, women are strippers and they're always that, you know what? Yeah. I have respect for strippers because your if your, your if your pole game is strong, that's athleticism, and I respect that. You know, okay. so I don't want people reading okay. this like, "Oh, it's a stripper." You know, they got a Justina, bitch legs. Okay, Justina. You know what? <laughs> that takes some skill, and you need to apply that, and yeah. you need to get your own pole in practice. That's all okay. I'm saying. But I love the fact that everything, but the kitchen sink is in there, mm-hmm. and I love that she is no nonsense, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Look, we need to go get out of here." And I, I love that she's not. She ain't no punk. She ain't no punk. And I respect that. And I'm really looking forward to her doing some more stuff because I almost want. She's a great character. I really, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that you should, but I wish you would. Like, if she could be the lead character mm-hmm. and have her do lot, have more stuff because the kid, I just. The kid's the lead. The kid, the little boy's the lead? Yeah, the lead. Well, of course. We well, have well just so you know, we are, you know, the, the concept for this, like, like right now, Josh is working on, working on Other Dead 2, mm-hmm. Epidemic, and I'm working on Other Dead Asia. And we're, oh, we're it's gonna, going global we're too. T- yes. Yeah, yeah, we're taking it out. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like Walking Dead. I think what makes it special is that it's claustrophobic. Right. Sure. Contained. But I think what makes Other Dead special is the opposite. Like, mm-hmm. do I have another minute? Or yeah. Do so, I, I think that, um, like, like I said, with you know, city being the safest place, yes. you know, because you could attacked by a couple of poodles. Right. Maybe stay <laughs> stay away from the zoo. Right. You know, the city's the best place mm-hmm. to stay. Right. Um, but the problem is that you know they breed. Rapidly, you know, mm-hmm. and the gestation period for most animals has increased. Mm-hmm. So there's a whole lot of, you know, dead animal humping going on out there. <laughs> and, you know, what might have, you know, <laughs> once been a, 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 a my Christmas species. gift. <laughs> <laughs> dead zombie humping <laughs> animals. <laughs> zombie. Se- oh, yeah, my God. Really, that is like the just, best. It's not pretty. Never and plus, think about it. Think about it. If you go global with this, think yeah. about it if you're on a safari in Africa somewhere, okay. and you out there <laughs> with your little, because you can afford to go out there and be, hey, lot, and all of a sudden you got a pride of lions, zombie <laughs> elephants, and shit. You know, come on. <laughs> the possibilities are yeah. endless. The yeah. brutality okay. will be exquisite. Exactly. <laughs> well, let's end it on that note. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, my girl over here is about to you know. it's going I'm sound, there. I'm sounding like Pinhead okay. now, you know. For those, for y'all listeners, my girl started stripping in here. Oh no, you stop it! She started stripping. That's only for D'Angelo. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you very much, Digger. No, thank you, Digger Mess, y'all. Mm-hmm. Y'all could be clapping and applauding at, how, at the house. I know. Google it. Google him. Google him, bitch. Mm-hmm. Google him. Mm-hmm. Um, where can people find you? Are you on Twitter uh, or anything? You know, or I, I am on Facebook? Twitter. It's uh, it's Digger T Mesh. Digger on Twitter, Twitter and uh, Facebook as well. Okay. Um, Zoe and I have a new company together uh, called Death to Us Part Studios. Oh, that's cute. That is cute. That's going to be, you know, uh, Zoe's a designer mm-hmm. as well, and we're going to be doing 
a whole bunch of cool stuff. Yeah, a lot she of does a lot of cool stuff. He told me about the other day. He gave me the four one one. Let me know, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah, she's brilliant. She's, yeah, she's brilliant. Uh, so we're gonna be putting some energy into that this year. Okay. Uh, on eight eight, uh, we'll probably release our first product. Cool. Nice. And uh, yeah, it's, it's it's good to collaborate. Mm-hmm. You know, keep it fresh. Mm-hmm. So where you at, Lisa? Lisa Cole Jam. You can follow me on Twitter. Are you proud of me? Because yeah. usually I'm saying... She used to tell people they couldn't follow me. <laughs> Please don't follow me on Twitter. But no, I, it's a new year. We're coming into a new year. I'm yeah. embracing... Look, you just need to accept my ratchetness. <laughs> I'm a professional agitator. If you can't handle it, don't follow me. But if you can, I talk about all kinds of stuff. And I'm not, I'm not the type that hides behind a fake name. True. That's my real name. True. I stand by what I say. Stand if you come for me, hey, I can be corrected every now and then, but I'm going to give it back to you. <laughs> Just be warned. I am not one to be played with. I will be in your corner, and I will fight for you, but you, you mess up. I'm gonna let you know. So that's Lisa Bolakaja, mm-hmm. y'all. Mm-hmm. She's on. She's on Twitter. On Twitter, and you can find me at Bitch Flicks. Yeah, no doubt. And I'm your host, Hilliard Guest, and I am on Twitter, as I like to say, with a little. Fake you love accent, to say with your little British accent. accent. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you guys can follow the show, Screenwriters RR, on Twitter. And um, you guys want to send us email or anything? No, I will not send your scripts to Digger so you can be on his show. I'm going on the show first, bitch. I'm on the show first. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. But y'all can send us an email at screenwritersrantroom at gmail.com. Um, special shout out to a couple of the top countries that's been hitting us up. We appreciate the five stars. We appreciate you guys, you know, listening to us. Australia, Brazil. Um, I was about to say, um, I think I said, I didn't say England yet. I was about to say England, and then I was going to say Brixton. <laughs> you know, that's, that's my dream. That's No, that's our dream. <laughs> my dream. I want to go to London. Jamaica. I want to go to Brixton. All right, mm-hmm. but I'm just always tripping. We're in Brazil, we're in the fucking the uh, the Netherlands and shit, you know, which is cool. Hey, shout out to y'all. That's what's up. Um, um, Australia is a big one. Canada, you know. So thank you guys. We appreciate that. Just want to give you guys a little shout. Mm-hmm. So for all y'all, this is the type of type of shit you guys get. You know, we appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, that's how I talk, bitch. That's how I talk. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, <laughs> snickering on the side. Like, you so sensitive. My girl, my girl Elisa. You so, you so and sensitive. Then, uh, and dig it, dig it, fiance Zoe over there. <laughs> snickering and shit. <laughs> I see how y'all is. I see how y'all is. So thank you very much. We're going to do 1,015. Okay, 1,015. Everybody for join in. Y'all know how to do it. Y'all are black and everything else. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> we all mix with some shit. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so check it out on the rant room. We keep it street. We keep it opinionated. And we keep it what? One thousand and fifteen. Hold up, bitch! I did not hear Digger say shit. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> did you not say nothing? I did not say nothing. Is that a double negative? Did cool. you not say nothing? I saw that. Cool to say. <laughs> no. oh, what am I supposed to say? Again? Tell me. A thousand and fifteen. A thousand and fifteen. Yeah. I can do that. Can you do it? I can do that. Can you? Uh, I, can, I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> I can do that. Let's go again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Oh my so, God. on the show, we keep it street. Mm-hmm. We keep it opinionated. What? We keep it what? 1,015. Peace, y'all. Ciao, people. <laughs> All right, I'm back. So, check it out, y'all. Since this is the season premiere of 2015, in the light of everything that went down in Ferguson and all those other places in 2014, all the shit that went down that we've seen, you know, the cops, you know what I mean, just all the struggle that the brothers have been through, um, I'm going to drop you guys a little, a little new shit this time. So my nephew, Joe Julian, has a new song out that uh, hasn't quite dropped yet, 
so you can't go get it yet. But the uh, the um, the song is going to be on iTunes and Stitcher really soon, as well as the video. Um, and he goes by the name of Listen. That's L Y S T E N. Listen. <clears throat> the new song is called Nappy on Me. Um, so please check it out and enjoy it. It's very current to what's going on out there right now. And um, like I said, as you know, you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room, and we go in on all kind of things. And I think. I think this one says a lot. So I hope you guys enjoy it. And when it comes out, support the brother. His name is Listen. Peace. If I take my hoodie off, might live longer. Not enough of us dead. The cops still hungry at the contest you won. Walked away with no number. Little homie, that's life. Sorry to welcome you to the struggle. Keep working for sense, get sucked in. Meditate, see the light go somewhere. Grow up in his take notes as a young man. Models a perfect bottom. Just do something for the hair. Leave it natural and stop saying the rest is too big. Living free is a mission. Icing all haters' wisdom. Learn to love me on this one. War rotted out of me this year. All eyes on me like I'm missing. Listen, this is fucking bullshit. Bless him, color, I can prove it. Watch yourself, badge, let him do it. Said, look like he gon' do us. Cops blind, telling lies, rest in paradise. He went to work just to shoot you. And everywhere there's air, I have to face the music. Yeah, he's sharp, but his body language is different. Pat it down all around, cause that nappy's on me, is it? This nappy on Don't trust my color image, cause that nappy's on me, is it? This nappy on me. 